Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast podcast, episode number 106. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Jeff Bradbury from TeacherCast.net. We are here to provide you with the best professional development for your home and your classrooms. Today, we have a great show where we're going to be talking to Mark Johnson all about Studio Tech and learning what equipment you need for your home studio, and we're also going to talk to them a little bit about how to build a studio for your classroom and your school district. There's many ways that you can reach out to us here on TeacherCast. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voicemail at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. Email us at info at TeacherCast.net, and we love it when you subscribe to us on TeacherCast.net slash iTunes and TeacherCast.net slash YouTube. My guest today is Mark Johnson, the co-host of StudioTech.tv, an amazing internet resource that is helping people out all around the world learn how to broadcast and podcast right from their home studios. Mark, I want to welcome you to the show. How are you doing today, my friend? I am doing great, and I'm uh, delighted to be talking to you, Jeff, to just uh, explore a little bit about how people can get onto the exciting world of uh, internet video. And uh, talk to us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been broadcasting, and how long have you been doing internet video? (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's that's a good question. How long have you got? No, the uh, uh, been doing um, what you would see as being internet video probably for about three years, three and a half years. Although my interest in video goes back a long, long way before then. In fact, probably about thirty years. So I, I was one of those people who, in the early days of video, carried the big video camera that had a cable to a, like a, a suitcase hanging on your uh, on your side. So I've been messing around with video for a long time and have been uh, playing with uh, with streaming video or uh, video on demand uh, for the last uh, three years. And from, and from that, because of the interest that we got when we started talking about what we were doing, we created Studio TV. And what kind of things do you have going there? I see you've got a lot of boxes and a lot of toys. And it, it, every week you come on at studiotech.tv and showcase some of the most cutting-edge and amazing ways for educators just like myself to, to use this great stuff. And i got to say at the top of the show here, None of this TeacherCast broadcasting would be possible without your show. So thank you so much for doing what you're doing out there. Well, that's uh, that's great to hear. Let, let me tell you a little bit about the story of how we got started. I mean, people who have a passion want to be able to share that. And we were, you know, with a, a technology background and an interest in, in video, I started to share some of the things that I was playing around with. And I was using a product which I think you, you use called Wirecast, which allows you on a Mac or a PC computer just to switch between cameras and you know, do a little bit of, of clever stuff, doing green screen. So like, like the weatherman, you can replace the background with, with something different. Uh, I, as I was playing around with this, and I put up a few videos showing how to do it, and suddenly we were getting lots and lots of, uh, of interest. So from that, we started expanding. We started doing a weekly live show. We've done over 120 four, I think it is, weekly live shows. We only, we only miss it at Christmas normally. And the interest has been overwhelming because there are a lot of people, you know, whether it's educators or whether it's other people, just have a passion. If you have a passion and you want to share it, I mean, there is no limits now with uh, internet video. And that's certainly the case here. I mean, more and more educators are turning to using internet video. They're doing the Google Hangouts. They're using Wirecast. This is something that is getting very, very easy. And educators and school districts are finding that they can do it really, really, not necessarily on the cheap, but inexpensively, wouldn't you say? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you can do this from, from nothing. I mean, if you have a, a computer, it has to be a reasonably powerful computer. But if you have a computer and a camera and you want to invest in an adapter card, you can actually stream live literally for a couple of hundred dollars. Uh, that's just by you know using a product from Adobe called uh, Flash Media Live Encoder. So and that allows you to stream to uh, companies like Livestream or Ustream, or if you have a, a YouTube Live account, it allows you to upload your videos and people can watch them either live or on demand. So it can be started off very cheaply, and that's what we did. We started with just a couple of hundred dollars and probably. A hundred thousand dollars later, you know, we're we're you know at, at leading the way because you know we are sh we are sharing this passion, and because of that interest, we've been able to get people on board who have helped us, you know, develop the studio, you know, loan us products for uh, for demoing. But it, it it is very important for people to realise you don't have to spend that sort of money. You can start off with a you know a camera that you might just already own for taking home home videos, you know, an adapter card. And a piece of software like uh, like Wirecast or uh, you know, other similar products, and you can start doing some very professional-looking things, you know, very very cheaply. Now you might want to grow from there, and you probably found that, Jeff, that you know you start off simply thinking, "Oh, wouldn't it be nice if you can just do this or or do that?" But it is exciting. I I completely agree. When I when I got started, I actually had a few uh, friends who kind of took me under their virtual wing and said, here, go buy this, go buy this. And my first purchase was my mixer, my Behringer 802. And I got that home. It's got two mic inputs. And I quickly realized, uh-oh, I need to get a, the 1202, the bigger one. And that, of course, starts the habit that everybody seems to have is, okay, you have a little bit. Let's go get a little bit more. And, uh, you know, sitting here, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, four, four high-def monitors and two MacBook Pros in front of me to do broadcasting every single week. But... You know, this is the habit that we kind of feed. So knowing that you were coming on the show, we put out some questions onto Twitter and basically asking teachers, what do they want to know? How would they want to start off their careers? Now, teachers are on budgets and we're talking teachers, anything from elementary schools to even the high schools. But let me ask you the first question about classroom stuff. Many teachers have iPads or have some kind of a tablet device. What would you recommend teachers get to supplement, say, a tablet device? Um, what kind of microphones, what kind of inexpensive microphones would be good for a small classroom use to maybe get some kids up and running and just dabbling in video editing? Well, there, there, are, uh, there are several products out there, and you know, very cheap. If you, if you have an iPad or, a, or an iPhone, then there are you know, several products that you, that you can use. I and mean, we don't even necessarily need an external microphone, but probably you, you, the one thing that uh, improves video like nothing else is having good audio. So, um, you know, get it, just just do a search on on Amazon for iPad mics. They are all, you know, they're all pretty reasonable. You can, you know, you can spend a, a lot of money. I would always recommend buying one of the little uh, the docks that you can then plug different microphones in. Uh, but there there are a whole range of things, uh, and you can edit. But the iPad is great, iPhone is great, but it, it is going to be limiting in what you can do. It really is allowing you to, to shoot video and then edit it. Where most people are moving towards you know, live video, even if it's not live to an audience, but it's live to disk. So you want to start your, your session, whether it's a, a, you know, a lesson or a, 
um, you know, a, a broadcast or a meeting, uh, and you just want to do it in one take, you know, from beginning to end. You want to be able to put your titles on and, and do it in one go because post-production takes a lot of time, uh, and you know, we all have to do it. We all have to do some. I don't know how much uh, how much time you you spend on your average podcast in post-production. But if you plan it correctly, you can minimize that. Our post-production on our live shows is now tw about 20 minutes. You can't do that if you are, you know, if you're getting your, your iPad and you're, you're, you're shooting a little bit of video, then you're editing it, it's going to take a, uh, a, a lot of time. So you're right. Look around, get, get some of the, uh, get, get, get one of the external microphones. That's a great place to start. But really, the, the starting base, as I see it, is a, you know, a good laptop, Laptop. There are really three products that uh, that you can get. You can look at to Wirecast from from Telestream as a starting price of about uh, five hundred dollars for the for the entry level version. There's a product called VidBlaster, which uh, is uh, has has different uh, uh, offerings. Um, again, probably a little bit less than that to more than that. But the, but the up and coming product uh, for Windows users is from is Bmix, mm. and that's from a company in Australia, Bmix, Bmix.com.au, and they actually have a free version that allows you to try out some of these things, you know, with, without uh, without having to buy any sort of license. It is limited to you know just a, a few inputs into standard definition. But for a lot of people, that means they can try it on their computer. Is the computer good enough? Does it work? Can they get video into the computer? Um, and that is normally the, the, where people start having a problem. It's not necessarily the software. It is how do you get video into your computers. And what is the best way to do that? I mean, one of the other questions that came up for you, Mark, is Mac or PC? And everybody says, you know, PC is, of course, you can buy them cheaper. Macs are more expensive. I'm a Mac guy. I, I will argue with you that it's just so much easier to plug a camera into a Thunderbolt port and make it work. Um, but let's kind of get out of the classroom and think of that film club or that high school that wants to put together a broadcasting platform to maybe do the Board of Ed meetings or the principal or the concerts. Um, if you had... Twenty to fifty thousand dollars, and you were putting together a good high school quality film club. What would you suggest, Max or PCs, and where do you go from there? I think if I had that sort of money, I'd actually be looking at some of the the purpose-built systems, like the uh, New Tech do a range of products called the TriCaster, mm -hmm. and that's actually what we use. That's the heart of, of our show. It allows us to do lots of very clever things, and there are advantages to having an all-in-one solution. And that is because I have found that when training people to do it, if it's a film club, if it's a, a school or a, a college, you know, you're not going to have the luxury of having one person operating it at the time. You're going to have either people, you know, operating it for a year as they as they move through, or you're going to have volunteers. And if you have a, an all-in-one system where you can play videos, you can do your your lower thirds. Lower thirds are those captions along the bottom of the of the screen. Um, if you want to do things like that, if it's all in one package, all in one solution, people get it very quickly. Whereas if you have a, a computer uh, and then you have a switching unit and then you have a mixer, it can become more more complex. So let's just understand that there are some dedicated systems out there. If we go back one and say, well, let's say you know you don't want to do that. Maybe you've got some uh, you know machines and 
if, you, if you've got a powerful Windows machine, then start with that. Don't go out and buy a Mac or you know, a MacBook Pro, which I have to agree. I mean, this is a this is a MacBook uh, Pro sitting here in, in front of me. So you know, I'm a I'm a Mac guy. But on the other hand, we have you know some Windows uh, machines, and they can uh, they can work very well. We have uh, I'm just going to flick over to. This uh, this is this is vMix. This is running on a, a Windows um, uh, machine on our rack, and you know you can see it's got uh, two windows at the bottom, at the top program and preview. And it's got lots of inputs on the bottom, so you can you can take an existing you know i7 I would say machine, put some software on it. Could be could be Wirecast, could be vMix, uh, and get started. You then need to be able to capture the video. And that's where things, as we mentioned, become more complicated. If you've got a PC, then there's a company called Blackmagic Design. They do a range of products that have uh, inputs, either uh, HDMI inputs from normal cameras, or the sort of the professional connection is known as SDI, which stands for Serial Digital Interface. Now, as soon as you start talking about SDI, the price does go up, but the ease of use uh, comes down. And what a lot of people do is take a uh, an HDMI camera and put a little uh, converter on the output of it, which converts it to SDI, and then they use the uh, SDI cards. But there are capture cards from Blackmagic that will either do HDMI or or SDI inputs. That uh, Windows PC I just showed you has a single card in it that has four SDI inputs, and so we can connect four cameras to that. Uh, quite easily. That card isn't cheap. It runs around a thousand dollars. But you know, if you've already got a PC, you've got a thousand dollars for a, for a card. If you've got three or four uh, cameras, and let's say they're HDMI cameras, they're not even you know um, you know professional cameras of some sort. The the converters are about three hundred dollars each. For so for two thousand, three thousand dollars, even if you had to buy the machine for five thousand dollars, you can get a you know a fairly good uh, setup. But don't forget, that's just the switching. And there are lots of other things. You have to worry about audio. You have to be worrying about lighting. And you, know, you need to add a little bit for that as well. What lessons have you learned over the last hundred and some episodes as, that you can maybe share with us as far as how to produce a high-quality, amazing live show? All right. Well, practice, <laughs> and it's, it, it, you know, I go back and I, I look at some of the first episodes. Luckily, we uh, we lost the very first uh, first episode, so we haven't got that. So uh, history can't uh, can't show how bad it uh, how bad it was. And they have improved. I mean, the old rule, you know, it takes ten thousand hours to to become you know, uh, you know really proficient expert in in something. I'm sure it is true in uh, in video in video production. Uh, yeah, obviously, having equipment that will do the job is important, but the most important thing is the planning. If your content is good, if people can hear what you're saying, they'll forgive all sorts of you know issues with the video. If the if the wrong lower third comes up or the camera switch is wrong, but you have got good content, people will forgive you. So content is king. Absolutely, it has to be. You can have the best video production in the world, but if the content isn't enthralling, or people aren't engaged by it, then you know you, you're you're not going to succeed. Mm -hmm. The thing that we we did, you know, literally from day one, is we created what we know as show notes. So they are the running order of the show. 
So while it might look at times like we're jumping from one topic to the other, and that does happen, there is a there is a running order that we that we follow, and we don't. We used to rehearse. We don't rehearse. We sometimes go through some of the things, and you know I get on extremely well with my co-host, and we have a a uh, you know, a great working relationship, and we can bounce off of off of each other. So you know that's the reason that we haven't to to rehearse quite uh, as much as as we used to. But having the show notes, having all your assets, so that if you're going to be using photographs, if you're going to be using videos, if you're going to be having lower thirds titles up, having all those you know beforehand and knowing where they go and put them into the show notes is is very important. Yes, you can wing it, but the more the planning that goes in, then the better the, the performance and the show will be. You can, of course, catch Mark on Studio Tech dot tv and uh when is your show running live mark right we have a yeah the live show is every tuesday so that's at uh, 2 p.m eastern 7 p.m uk 2000 cet now i know 2 p.m isn't necessarily a great time for uh, for people in the in the u.s you know, we time it to try and you know obviously to catch I, i'm in the uk so i'm we're, we're catching the uk and the european audience uh, as well and believe it or not, we also have some people in in sort of Australia and New Zealand who get up early in the morning, at five o'clock in the morning, to uh, to watch. Uh, but it is available on on video on demand as well. Normally, within a few hours, you can watch it uh, on on video on demand uh, on YouTube. So we have a YouTube uh, channel, Studio Tech TV, and there's over 300 videos, 320 odd videos that we ha- we have uploaded there now. One of the things that I noticed about your show, and, and maybe you can throw a few secrets in here, but you're, of course, in, in, in the UK, and your right. co-host is not. But right. am I correct in seeing sometimes you and your co-host are on the same screen at the same time? Yeah, yeah. so first of all, in fact, I, I just saw it. We have, uh, we're, we're very lucky in that we have a live HD link between the two studios. So uh, my co-host, Vance Willis, he is in, uh, in uh, just outside of Raleigh in uh, North Carolina. And actually, I can switch to his studio now. So there we are. That, that is his studio live. And he was there a moment uh, ago, but he has, uh, he has disappeared. Uh, so uh, we have a, um, a low latency. That, by that, I mean it's a very low delay on the, on the links, so a sub-one-second delay. And it's HD, so we can bring him in and you know, just, as, just as a guest or his co-host, and that works great. But we, we, if he sits in front of a green screen and I sit in front of a green screen, we can do this magic called chroma keying or green screen keying and put us in the same place. Now, it looks like I'm sitting you know, here in front of, uh, of bookshelves, etc. But actually, I'm, uh, I'm not, because I am sitting here <laughs> in, in, a, in a green screen. There is nothing behind me. It is, it is all pretend. And uh, you know, with the clever technology that we're using in the TriCaster, we can we can do things. So now I'm on one side of the screen, and we can drop uh, Vance into this side of the screen and make us look like we are in the uh, in the same place. We can also do things like you know digital zooms in and, and all that lower thirds. Um, and then if I can find the right uh, right shot, there we go. So I'm still sitting in the same place, and there looks like there is a monitor there with a, uh, a, a video on it. That's actually a camera that's looking down on the, on the desk here. So if I want to demonstrate something, you know, we, can, we can show it or I can put uh, you know, Vance's picture on there or whatever. So this is some of the clever stuff that, uh, that you can do. But just with a you know, click of the fingers, then we're back to the 
pretend studio that I'm in now. And is that all done through? You said you're running Wirecast at that point, or you're running TriCaster software? Yeah, this is this is all on the uh, on the TriCaster. The TriCaster um, is. Uh, I mean, it it does you know it does everything that that Wirecast or VMix does uh, plus plus more. Um, and it has, you know, it has more inputs, and it does allow us to do a lot of things that uh, we couldn't do. So, uh, everything that you've just seen, you you can do in Wirecast. It might be a little bit more difficult. It might not be so flexible, but it uh, it can be done. Now, the reason we talk about Wirecast a lot, of course, is because it really is the only product for the Mac pro uh, platform. We talked about earlier about there being three choices if you're on Windows, uh, or three main choices. There are some, you know, other programs out there with the three. Uh, popular ones we talked about, but on 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 Mac, you really it is just uh, Telestream's uh, a Wirecast, and that's you know I started off with one camera and then I I, I went to Wirecast on the uh, on on the Mac. We have a few more questions coming in. Um, somebody here is asking about those green screens. They said that they've seen green screen backgrounds, black screen backgrounds, white screen backgrounds. What's up with the difference, and what do I choose? <laughs> That is a good question. Green is the most popular color, um, and it is the color that apparently is less likely to clash with with skin tones mm. uh, and with what people wear. You do have to be careful. You do have to give guidance. You know, if, if I was to wear a a green screen, a, a green tie, or I, I would the, the background would would be would be on me. If I just got a green uh, piece of cloth now, I'd you know be the the cloak of in, of invisibility. I would just uh, disappear. Uh, under it, so you do have to give a little bit of make, make sure your guests aren't wearing green, basically. And sometimes that becomes a problem if you have, you know, if you're going to demonstrate something, demo something, and it's got green on it, you hold it up, and you know, it just doesn't uh, it doesn't look right. So you, the other color that is used is uh, is blue, but uh, green is the popular one. The secret with a good green screen is to to make sure you don't, if you're using material. This is actually uh, the screen. Uh, behind me, this is actually painted on a directly onto a wall, and so you know it hasn't got any wrinkles in it. But some people use a material, and you want to get rid of the uh, of the wrinkles where possible, and you need to light it. You actually light the screen on its own, and then you light the talent or whoever's on um, to to get to get the best sort of uh, what they call key, get the best differential between the talent and the uh, and the background. But Green, you know, green and blue are the two colors. You can actually key out any color, but green and blue are the popular ones. And green is actually the easiest to key from a technical point of view. Nice. A couple more questions coming in here. Thank, for, by the way, thank you so much for all the knowledge here. This is certainly going to help out a lot of educators. Um, talk about lighting. I mean, people obviously, if we're if we're working in classrooms here, we have the natural lighting that is in our classrooms, which is wonderful for broadcasting purposes, right? <laughs> right, of course. Well, yes. well, how, I mean, again, we're looking at a a film club. You know, they're putting together a room. Um, do you suggest turning off all the lights that are overhead and just getting studio lights? And if so, what does a teacher want to budget for something like that? Ideally, yes, yes, you would. Now I'm in here in the studio. We purpose built this uh, this studio. It's uh, uh, four by six meters. So what's that? That's sort of 13 feet by 21, 20, 22 feet. We've actually put a small partition in, in uh, in one part. So we have all the control room is is now separately. But we have blackout material on all the windows, so there is there's no exterior light coming in. Uh, what, you can use ex exterior light, but what happens? You know what can happen is. 
it's a cloudy day, you set up, and then suddenly the sun comes out, the clouds disappear, and you suddenly have yeah, ex uh, kilowatts of, of extra light coming in that you, that you weren't uh, expecting. So you can control it more if you block out all the um, sort of natural light and you only have light in. Now, the lighting we have in here is probably not that uh, expensive. We haven't gone with some of the high end. If you go, you know, you can spend, in the broadcast industry, you can spend a lot of money on just a, you know, a, a paper clip. You know, it's probably a bit like the, the military. You know, they'll get you if they, if they can. But uh, we, we have uh, five uh, uh, main lights in here. They're about $400, $500 a piece. Uh, and that allows you to, to control them. You do have to worry about heat, depending on the room. LED lights are becoming more and more common and are getting better. And won't go into the, the technical reasons why some of the LED lights haven't been brilliant up until now, but they, they, get, they are getting a lot better. And probably, you know, we would the next move we would do is go to LED lights. And the reason for that is there are hardly any heat output. They're very portable. They're very light. You can run them off batteries if you want to move them around, but they are a lot more expensive. And you probably need to budget uh, around six six hundred per light. So, um, you know, if you had three or four lights for the for the talent, and you know, two or three lights behind, you know, that's sort of you know five or six of them is what you um, would would have to spend. But if you've got a film club, anybody who knows, you know, traditional sort of portrait, even photography, like photographic lighting. Three, there is not a lot wrong with using what's known as three-point lighting. Mm -hmm. And if you just do a search on three-point lighting, and that'll give you um, a lot of tips for lighting the talent. The, lighting the green screen, you just need to get a, an even light. And just for a quick plug here, uh, I, I know I purchase all of my stuff from B&H and Amazon. Is there other stores that you go out there and uh, use in the UK? Yeah, I mean, in, in the UK, with there's a, a couple of dealers. Planet PC is a, a big one that, that we, we have uh, used. Um, there are, there are so there, there is no B and H equivalent. In fact, B and H come over to the European shows and <laughs> exhibit over here. They, uh, I haven't visited there, but that's something that one day I am going to visit their store in New York. I understand it is, it is very impressive. But um, now there, there are you know uh, three or four uh, sort of uh, dealers that, that we use, and um, you know you just have to search around. When you do get over here to, to New York, certainly look me up. Uh, we're about 90 minutes from New York City, and uh, would love to catch up with you here. And it's funny that you mentioned that natural lighting, because usually we record live on Sunday nights when, of course, the sun is down. And, and getting everything set up for the show here today, I'm looking around going, right behind me is this huge window, and it's completely whited out right now. And I, those who watch the show on a regular basis know I usually have my green screen up, but we took it down because of all the babies. But, yeah, it, you, you do have to watch out for all this wonderful natural lighting out here yeah it, it 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 can be wonderful you can get some lovely effects with natural light and as a sort of a, a would-be photographer still photographer as well i know that you know early morning light and late in the afternoon light there's a beautiful you know warmth you can uh, get but it isn't predictable when you're doing video you need predictable light you need to be able to say i want to do this video now and be able to uh, to control everything all right let me ask you one more question here this is the one that i get more often than not principals come up to me and they say, I want to stream live my morning announcements. And they want to be able to sit at their desk or sit at some location and go on camera and talk about what's going on for the day. Now, we're only talking five or six minutes here. Right. And they really want to do this. And what ends up happening is I end up 
talking them out of it because in order to do that, my answer is you got to go onto YouTube Live or you have to sign up for like a Justin TV or a Vaughn, which is running Flash, or you have to make sure that all of your classrooms have internet access and they're on at the same time. And I know I'm not giving – I'm giving them the best answer I can give them. And we've talked about this a lot on the Tech Educators Show, and I'm getting yeses and nos. But let me throw this to you. Small budget. I can't be spending 600 bucks on lighting. An elementary principal just wants to get on and showcase what's going on for five or six minutes in the morning. What needs to happen? Is it possible? And what would you suggest the classrooms technology-wise have to have? Because you know every classroom has – the loudspeaker, which can get audio, but not every classroom can get TV or video or, or, okay, Mark, you're building a school and the principal wants to do this low budget. What would you recommend me telling these people? Uh, it's, a, it's a good question. I mean, and the answer is it depends. It depends how many classrooms and, and how many places you want to get it to. You can stream, you can create your own sort of streaming service. I mean, you've, you, you've rightly said, look, if you want to stream it live, you're going to have to go to live stream or Ustream or YouTube live, and then everybody can log in and, and, it, and it can be streamed that way. You can create your own network for streaming, and there's a very popular product called Wowzer. That's W-O-W-Z-A, and they just brought out a, a new version of, of their software. Now, it isn't... They, they have a monthly charge, which they try and sign people up to, which I think is about $55 a, a month, and that allows you to use the software. And that allow you to stream with, on your own network. But the problem with any sort of streaming is the classrooms then all have to have a, um, uh, you know, a PC turned on and, and be able to you know, click on the button at the right time and, and watch it. It probably doesn't give them the control they want. On the other hand, you could just video it and send it around on cabling to uh, to monitors everywhere, depending on the size of the structure. But then you've got to pay for the cable installation. You've got to have a monitor or a TV in every classroom. But in many ways, that might be easier because at least you can control it. You know, you know that it it's on. Nobody has to press the buttons at the at the right time. And creating a uh, depending on the size of the school. Um, you know, a, a net, an, a, uh, an SDI network uh, with adapters to, to which are pretty cheap to go from the SDI professional feed to HDMI for you know a cheap um, computer monitor. Which you know, how much are they? A hundred bucks. So you could probably do that for you know two two hundred and fifty bucks per classroom or something, including a bracket. Um, so it, it depends on what flexibility you're prepared to put up with if if you think that all your all your teachers all the staff are going to you know start the streaming at the at the same time then put in a, a, a your own streaming server but if you want to be able to control it and maybe put other things up during the uh, the day then actually you know put in a, a an installation of uh, of monitors uh, driven from a a simple uh, you know video camera production Tuesday nights at 2 p.m. Eastern, we have studiotech.tv where you can watch Mark and his co-host Vance talk about amazing things, always showing off the most cutting-edge technology, always showing off exactly how you can transform your home studio and your school into an amazing video production tool. Mark, in closing here, what advice would you give somebody who's looking to start this process? What advice would you be looking to uh, partake on to somebody who's like, Maybe I want to do this. It's too much money. I don't know what to do. Maybe I should just go grab a Google Hangout and start from there. 
what what one piece of advice would you want somebody to hang on to? Um, I think that piece of advice would be, um, you know, look around, see what's there. Obviously, you know, look at studiotech.tv, our website. There's lots of uh, videos there. They, you know, you might think, oh, that's a little bit, you know, higher end. Or we try and do some basic stuff uh, as well. Visit the Telestream uh, website and look at Wirecast, either Mac or PC. Go to uh, vmix.com.au and look at um, you know at the vmix software. And there's you know, both uh, Telestream have a, a demo version you can you can download, and vmix have a basic version which has give you four inputs, two capture inputs. Uh, standard definition and one sort of overlay for titles, and that's free. You don't have to pay anything. Just get it onto your computer. Just have a play around with it. They all have uh, videos that you you can watch a, a demo video, and and just see if it is something for you. Now, if you are the one who has the you know the passion and the content, but not necessarily the technical know-how, there are there are quite a few people around who you know. Who play with video? It might be it might be you know, teach other teachers. It could be other members of the staff. You know, in some schools, it might be even the uh, the pupils are pretty uh, pretty knowledgeable. You know, and you know, is is creating a a film club or a video club or an internet uh, uh, production club the thing to do? Is that the way to uh, get things started? Because these facilities can be shared. I mean, they can be used by uh, pupils. There are pupils. You know, the schools in the U.S. who are producing. The kids are producing, uh, you know, daily or weekly five-minute uh, shows, you know, within the uh, within the network. So, uh, you know, just just look around. There are there are some great uh, uh, hardware out there. There's some great uh, tutorials available, and it's it's uh, it, it is exciting. And don't be put off. It is worth persevering. I mean, I, I have to remember the first time I came across Wirecast, after five minutes, I. Discarded it and said, "I I can't understand this." It was only when I came back and invested, you know, a couple of hours that uh, it really it really made sense. So, don't get uh, don't get put off. And the rewards are amazing. Our shows go out and we get emails from all around the world. We have an interactive chat room during our live show, and people are you know, the community is building around a community of like-minded people who want to, um, you know, produce you know, good good video. And it it is exciting and fun, and it means you're not just limited to whoever's in front of you. The you, the uh, the world is your oyster, as they say. Nice, Mark. I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to come on our show today. We certainly appreciate it. Where can we find you online, and how do we get a hold of you on Twitter? Right on Twitter, I am at TTFN TV, and in fact, by the magic there, I, I you can I even put it up on the on the screen. So it's very simple at TTFN TV. And just check out the uh, website, which is www.studiotech.tv. And I've enjoyed it, Jeff. Thanks very much for asking me. Thank you so much. And, of course, you can check out this and other TeacherCast broadcasting live every single Sunday night. We have the Tech Educator podcast at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. And at 9.30, we bring you Principal Cast featuring three amazing educators. You can, of course, check out TeacherCast on Twitter, at TeacherCast. Leave a voice message at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. Email us at info at TeacherCast.net. And, of course, you can subscribe to our audio and video channels at TeacherCast.net slash iTunes and TeacherCast.net slash YouTube. And before we go, of course, I want to thank our wonderful and generous sponsors, StoryboardThat.com, where, for a limited time, you can receive 25% off for being a friend of TeacherCast. That's right. Go to StoryboardThat.com slash TeacherCast and sign up 
for your storyboarding. It is a great app. It is amazing for teaching kids how to do storytelling, how to do role-playing. There is unlimited stuff that you can do. 25% off your order. Storyboardthat.com slash TeacherCast. On behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Nation and from TeacherCast Studios, thank you so much for your time. (laughs) 